Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Too Many Hobbies. I am your host, Brian Allthorpe. If you have gotten through the first two episodes and have not had a chance to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please make sure to go down and subscribe to the show. Today we're going to be talking about photography, kind of going along with the same introductions that I was talking about in the previous episode. We'll touch on some videography as well and kind of where all of that stuff started and where it is now and also where we will be going this year with it. So let's get into it. So when I first moved out to my house from college, I live in a marsh as I've explained in the last two episodes and really wanted to capture the ducks and geese and birds and stuff that were around my house so I decided to buy a DSLR camera. I bought a D3300 from a kid that bought it for skateboarding videos or something and he had never used it so I got it for a really good price and it came with like the standard Nikon bag came with the 18 to 55 millimeter kit lens as well as the 55 to 200 kit lens and just a bunch of accessories and stuff like that like a macro attachment all this other stuff that I actually never used but it was cool to have in the in the package that I bought it with kind of <laughs> made me feel like I bought more than or I got a good deal on a lot of stuff but it ended up not really serving any purpose but aside from that it was a great kit and I spent probably a year and a half trying to figure out that camera and I ended up watching so many YouTube videos trying to figure out how to use that camera I mean I started going with auto and just taking pictures and then I watched some more videos like Jared Polin and Peter McKinnon, people like that, that are big photography, inter, uh, what do they call that, like photography tutorial people on YouTube, and that really helped me figure out that camera. I think the first time that I actually figured out how to use the camera, I got an email for like a free pdf i think it was or some little short course oh it was a five-day course that jaron poland was emailing and every day he would send you another tip to i think it was a guide to shooting manual and that was the first time that i actually understood the exposure triangle and that really took my photography to the next level that was that was super nice because then I was taking better photos. I was able I felt like I understood the camera. And the D3300 isn't a it's an entry level DSLR, but I mean it's not a point and shoot or anything like that. It's a it's a solid camera for a starting camera. And uh, I used it in manual to shoot photos and then I was switching over to auto and doing video with it to like when I started making YouTube videos and I didn't use it a whole lot I kind of just used it to like talk to the camera and I took like some b-roll shots with it and stuff but 
I didn't understand the camera for recording purposes as well as I did for photos until a little bit further down the line. And uh, that's kind of when I started using Lightroom and Photoshop too. I didn't have Lightroom right away. I had Photoshop Elements, and that came with the Premiere Elements, which is what I was record where I was uh, editing my videos in to begin with. And I had that. I think I had that. Yeah, I had that on my work computer, and I would use that to just make the like first maybe two years of my YouTube videos, which they never really turned out bad. There just wasn't a whole lot that you could do with it. It was just kind of a, a maybe a little step up from iMovie, but both of those programs are what kind of set the basis for, well, for me learning how to use the editing software. And I think, I, yeah, I was using F Photo Raw, I think is what they call that on um, Photoshop Elements camera raw and that's when I first started editing my photos and changing like the saturation and highlights and bringing out shadows and everything like that and then when I realized that Lightroom was an even more in-depth version of camera raw then I got the photography package the monthly one through the creative cloud and that, <clears throat> that has really helped. I mean, doing, being able to use masks and stuff like that. And, I mean, you can really dial in your HSL, anything like that. I mean, highlights, shadows, all of that stuff is so much easier to do in Lightroom than it is to do in Camera Raw in Photoshop. Which they still have Camera Raw in Photoshop if you upload a raw file in Photoshop, you can get the basic little camera raw window that pops up. And that's not a bad thing to use if you're just doing like thumbnails or, or something for YouTube videos or if you wanted to do like minor editing. But at that point, you might as well just use Lightroom and really work on your photos that way. So once I started using those programs, I realized that I, you watch enough people on YouTube that are editing their photos and you look at their photos in the video and they're just incredible compared to the photos that I was taking. And I wanted to step up my photography game as well as my video because I wanted to start doing, I want to start making better YouTube videos and I had people that were asking me to do like small little commercial work and that camera just doesn't really cut it for the stuff that I wanted to be able to do. So at that point, they, Nikon had just released its mirrorless series. So I bought the Nikon Z6 because I wanted to take good photos but I wanted to take better video. I kind of wanted to try to find a way to get into wedding video just because there's more money in that. And, and there is, but we'll get to that. And that Z6 is just so good in low light. The autofocus on it is great. 
between the Z6 and the Z7, the Z6 is better suited for video. And I pulled the trigger on that camera. So now I'm shooting in a full frame camera and shooting video and basically a professional camera. And there's just been a night and day difference between my photos and videos on the crop sensor camera compared to this full frame camera. I, I've been shooting a lot of like family photos and a lot of wildlife photos, but mostly dogs. <laughs> I like shooting dogs quite a bit, my own dogs, as well as other people's dogs. But what's cool about this new Nikon series is that they have animal eye autofocus, which is just crazy how well that works. And <laughs> I've used it on <laughs> so many dog photos. And it's so cool every time just to see the little square that goes over their eye and it finding their eye. It's it's fun when they're running at you and you get these crystal clear shots of dogs running just completely stopped in time. They make the most ridiculous faces and it's just so cool to be able to have a camera that can do all that. But now I have been doing a, I've been booking a lot of wedding video and that's kind of going to be my main side hustle if you will as far as the whole media aspect goes especially with Brian Althorpe Media I've kind of found a niche I guess you could say in uh, like budget wedding video just because it's not my main job and I haven't been doing it that long that I can charge less and even charging less, it makes me a lot of money. I can pay off the gear that I buy. But also, it gives me gives me a chance to kind of create very high-quality wedding video at a low price. And just seeing the people's faces when I present them with the videos, it's really nice. It's really cool to see that. And... Uh, I'm hoping that I can keep the prices low for as long as possible, but I think that the more that I, the more gear that I buy and the higher quality all of these videos become, I'm going to have to charge more just to cover the gear that I'm buying, which isn't a bad thing. I think everybody goes through that, but I'm trying to keep it minimal, mostly because a lot of the people that I'm doing these videos for, I know. It's just become kind of word of mouth or word of Facebook. <laughs> that, that brings a lot of people to me and people sharing video and photos and things like that. I've kind of become, I've kind of gotten on this kick of going and shooting wildlife photos at lunch. I bought a Z50 which is a crop sensor Nikon mirrorless camera that will replace my D3300 for not only wedding video, but the crop sensor camera with my Sigma 150 to 500 actually takes it to 750 millimeters. So I get, I get 24 
Is it a 24? No, it's a 20 megapixel megapixel sensor with 750 millimeters of zoom, which compared to my Nikon or my Z6, if I go crop with that one, it's only like 12 megapixels or 10. So I get better quality photos out of a crop sensor camera with really, really tight zoomed in shots. And that's been really cool because there's a lot of parks by my work since I work on a river. And so I can go at lunch and just walk around, take pictures of birds and butterflies and ducks, geese, bald eagles, whatever I see flying around. And that's been a lot of fun. So I'm going to keep, keep that up. But aside from wildlife photos and portrait photos, I might get into a little bit of commercial work with photography and videography, but I think where I'm at now, I, I like where I'm at. And I've actually started working with Real Geese, the decoy company that makes silhouette decoys. And hopefully this year, I'll be able to film some hunts for them, do some product photography, some uh, like promotional videos and things like that. That's kind of, that's ultimately my end goal with all of this is to kind of make a name for myself as a videographer or a photographer and work with waterfowl companies or any hunting or fishing companies, I guess. But um, I would really like to kind of expand my horizons doing that. And I think that this is a first good step for me to get to the hunting companies and kind of get my foot in the door in the industry and I'm really excited and grateful for that opportunity. Real Geese is only located about 30 minutes from me. So it'll be cool to kind of collaborate with them and make some videos. And then hopefully um, I can make some YouTube videos going on maybe some hunts with them or doing kind of maybe using some of that those opportunities as a way to like film behind the scenes stuff for YouTube, which would be fun. I really do enjoy making the YouTube videos and at this point it hasn't really gone very far, but I've done some reviews and I've done a lot of fishing and hunting videos. I mean, I think there's three or four years worth of videos on that, on my channel. And those are really cool to go back and be able to watch and kind of relive the day if it's a good day it's fun to go back and kind of watch that stuff and remember what it was like especially now when fishing is slowed down it it's nice to see myself catching fish since there's been plenty of days in the last month that I haven't caught many fish but aside from that we talked about that in the last episode so we don't need to get back into that but yeah with uh with YouTube, I can make videos mostly with the GoPros. And I noticed watching other YouTubers that make fishing and hunting videos, mostly fishing videos, but like the Guggen Squad, everybody was using the GoPro Hero 4s for a really long time. 
And I think a lot of other people kind of caught on to that because it had the best video and audio. And I think the, the Hero 3s, like the 3 Black, was pretty similar too. But I have two of the Hero 4s, and I use one as like a third-person camera. And then I use the the one on my chest or my head as like my first-person camera. And it's cool to have both views, especially when you're fishing to see the hook set. And then being able to hold the fish up to the closer chest camera or head camera is always cool. And you kind of get the feeling like you're there. And I think that's what makes those videos fun. I like making the hunting videos too because it's, I feel like hunting, especially duck hunting, you're not, you're not as guaranteed to have a great day as you are fishing. And it's, I mean, it's the same for both, I guess, that you just got to find it at the right time. But I feel like fishing, you can kind of pinpoint where they are and you can sneak up on them and catch them. But like ducks, they're so finicky. And that's the point I'm trying to get to is both of them are very hard to predict, but it's cool to capture them. And like on the on the Hero 4s, I can loop it so it only records five minutes worth of video at a time. And I can, then I'm not running the camera the whole time just filming nothing. I, it makes it way easier to edit. It's uh, It takes up a lot less space on the card. So I'm not having to clear cards every time that I go do something. And that's a lot more fun for me. Because then I don't feel like it's a whole lot of work. It's more of just grab the cameras and go, film a couple days, and then dump all the footage. And I haven't had an issue doing that yet. So Hopefully this year I can kind of pump out some better YouTube content. Uh, I think that lately I've been putting out some good videos. Um, the review videos have helped because... I mean, this microphone that I'm using right now, I got for free by doing a review on it. And I just got an email for more reviews based uh, from, from people seeing that video of this podcast mic and want me to review their stuff. So maybe we can keep pushing that along until I just have a full studio full of stuff. But... I think that uh, as the end of the year approaches and we start next year, I believe that I'm going to keep doing booking wedding videos, hopefully start getting some more um, like review videos going, keep pumping out the YouTube videos, and I've got a couple weddings lined up for photos, so think that I'll probably stick with trying to book some more of that kind of stuff but then I'm also going to be doing some tutorial videos for USPF powerlifting and posting stuff on their YouTube channel and probably keep making more powerlifting videos which I do and like I do enjoy doing those as well um, we'll talk about powerlifting I think either in the next episode Yeah, it'll be the next episode. But I have a pretty extensive background in powerlifting, 
in my local powerlifting gym. I've been making a lot of like promotional videos for that. Just showcasing the lifters that are there since I lift with some extremely strong people. And those videos are a ton of fun to make. Since I'm already there working out, I just bring my camera and I film people doing crazy lifts and get some pretty epic B-roll and mash it all together. We've got ourselves a nice video. And it makes it nice for those guys. They get to have, they get to kind of showcase what they're doing there, and I get, I get a little bit of rep work, no pun intended. But I get to make, make some videos and kind of sharpen up my skills that way. I would say that those are going to be pretty involved. Those tutorial videos, since we have to have some certain people from the federation in town to film them. The production is going to be a little bit more staged than it normally is. But that's going to be a lot of fun to do. And I'm excited to do those as well. So hopefully that kind of translates over into some more powerlifting work. I was supposed to be doing some video for Anderson Powerlifting at the Arnold this year. But if anybody's familiar with that, that got canceled. So hopefully next year we'll get some Anderson Powerlifting work in. And yeah. And I think that that's probably going to wrap it up for this episode. I could talk about this stuff all day, but I want to keep these introduction episodes kind of short and go through the timeline of what I started doing when and where I'm at now with it. I mean, these are all big parts of my life, and I've been told by multiple people that... I have too much going on, too many hobbies. So you can probably see where this episode and this entire podcast comes from. (laughs) But yeah, I could talk about this stuff all day. There's so much to talk about with media production, photos, video. But I want to break those down into smaller, more dialed episodes so that I can get a little bit more in depth on the topics and maybe bring other people in to have a discussion on them and create the conversation that way but once again if you guys like these episodes please make sure to subscribe and follow on itunes google Podcasts, spotify wherever i end up putting these and hopefully you guys enjoy them if there's any If you you want to leave a review to tell me what you think of the episode so far, these are all going to suck for a while. I know that they're going to suck, but hopefully we can get a little bit better as we get going along with, with the podcast, and hopefully people enjoy it. Hopefully you guys enjoy these, and we'll keep making them, and by we, I mean me. So thank you for listening to this episode. And we will catch you on the next one.